to what God has to say. Amen. Go ahead and give God praise for his word. This Sunday, we're going to stay in Luke chapter 2. As you're turning there, if you're willing and you're able, you're not too mean and not too rude. Lift up on your feet. Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 36. This is going to be the sermon, the word that you need to take notes on. This is going to be the one you're going to have to go on the podcast and save. This is going to be the one you may, if you don't do, if you do CDs, you're going to need to get a CD for this one. Luke chapter 2, verse 36, picking up what we left off last week. And there was one Anna, a what? Prophetess. Somebody shout prophetess. Y'all, I thought women, the Lord don't use women to preach. And there was Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phineal, of the tribe of Esther. She was of a and lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. Watch this. She was a widow of about four scores and four years. Her husband had passed, which departed not from the temple. She stayed at the temple, but served God, worshiped God with fasting and prayers night and day and she coming in that isn't gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked to look for the redemption in Jerusalem and when they had performed all the things according to the law of the Lord they returned unto Galilee to their own city Nazareth and the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. The word of God for the people of God. Father God, we thank you now for this day. God, thank you for your word that is already blessed. Father, I thank you that you have purpose and you have even positioned your people to come hear this word in this hour, in this moment. And Father, as we hear this word, let it resonate on our hearts and our hearts may yet burn with the fire of your Holy Ghost. That Father, that you may restore unto us a zeal for righteousness, God. That you may restore unto us a zeal that honors you, God. You may restore unto us a passion, God, and a pursuit for your presence, God, and your presence alone. Father, have your way in this moment. Father, I pray that you help me to preach with power and authority that our hearts may yet stand amazed at what you're getting ready to say that father our hearts will stand amazed at what you're able to do in your word through your word so father have your way in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen give god praise on your way down oh y'all got y'all gave god a patty cake i said give god praise on your way down this sunday I want to preach and teach from the thought, steward season well. Steward your season well. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, steward your season well. Amen. The word of God says in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, he says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Watch this. He says, believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. 2 Chronicles 20, 20. In addition, Amos chapter 3, verse 7, the Lord says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Um, these two scriptures tells us that our prosperity in life 
is dependent on our ability to respond to the word of God as it is being released by his messengers. And I want to clarify this morning, I want to emphasize this morning that the messages on Sundays are not just motivational speeches. I'm not coming in here to just get us pump and prime and all of that good stuff. No, but what I declare to you every Sunday is the keys. They are the keys. They are the battles, battle plans that hold the revelation to what God is doing in your life. I want to tell you, don't treat these moments as just any mundane experiences. No, these moments are warning signs. These, these moments are direction signs. These sermons, these words are instructions for your life. These moments are designed to help you get in alignment with what God is doing in your life. So this morning, I need you to listen carefully, not just with your ears, but listen carefully with your hearts, with the intention to apply what's getting to be said. Because I will hate, I will, it's going to be a sad day for things to happen in the future and we mishandled it because we didn't give attention to the word that God was given to us a while ago. Amen? So, as I, was, as I told you guys last week, God is really spending the rest of this year preparing. Somebody shout next. He is calling us to a greater level of consecration to prepare us for what lies ahead. And I declare to you, think it not strange that many promotions, many positioning, many placements, many things that have happened this year. It has transpired this year because God wants to get his people to a place where they are in a place where they are able to succeed in what lies ahead. Hear me out. God has allowed different things to happen in the sense to help you get a head start. God has allowed many different things to happen to you this year to help for your own protection in the future. You may not see it now. You may not see it at this moment, but it was good and necessary that things happened the way that they happened this year. It was good. It was necessary that you got that promotion. It was good and necessary that you change jobs. It was good and necessary that you be still in what God was doing in your life. It was good and necessary. Because to succeed in this next season, you are going to have to steward, write these words down, steward, save, and strategize in this one. For the rest of this year, you are going to have to steward your time. You're going to have to save some things, and you're going to have to strategize for what God is getting ready to do in 2024. Am I making sense? If anyone knew what, how to steward a moment, it was the prophetess Anna in our text. Anna, she knew how to invest herself in what mattered the most. She knew how to invest herself in what God was doing in her life. She, she knew how to position herself in a place of safety and a place of provision. She knew how to make sure she was being covered, she was connected to, and she was close to God. The Bible says that Anna, she was in the temple, what, day and night, and she served the Lord with fasting and praying. Am I making sense? Watch, write this down. Anna's consecration way for her experience. Anna's consecrations made way for her encounter with God. The Bible says that she was in the temple every day. 
all day serving and worshiping the Lord through prayer and fasting. She was at church. Amen. Praise God. Every time that the doors of the church were open, she was there praying and she was there fasting every day and all day. And I think if 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 she was she was seeking the Lord nonstop, I would call Anna a full-time worshiper. And just as you have a full-time job, Anna said, I'm going to volunteer my time to go into the house of the Lord and to cover the nation and to cover the people that's coming into the temple of God. She was a full-time worshiper. And, and I, 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 in my study, I was like, Lord, that's amazing. Because this is the weight of being prophetic. This is the weight of carrying the heart of God. And I want to clarify this right here. Being prophetic, being prophetic is not just being able to tell the future. It's not saying, okay, I see this is going to happen to you in this life. I see this is going to happen. That's not just being prophetic. Being prophetic is carrying the heart of God in your life. Am I making sense? Write that down. Being prophetic is carrying the heart of God. And carrying God's heart, let me be honest, it requires a deep and an extreme level of consecration. If you're going to carry God's heart in your life, it's going to require that you consecrate yourself. I know there's a trend for a lot of people to throw the word prophetess and, and, and prophets around, but many times we don't understand and recognize the weight and the warfare that comes with being prophetic. Many times we don't understand the weight and the warfare that comes with carrying the heart of God. Because can I be honest with you guys? Being God's voice and vessel in the earth is not easy. Carrying God's heart in the earth is not easy because your heart, when you carry God's heart, your heart will be broken. When you share God's word and people don't need and people don't heed to it. Hey, you in the wrong one, you know they were struggling, you know you had the answer to them, and you was telling them and they just won't get it. Your heart was broken because you were being prophetic. Am I making sense? Being prophetic is gonna hurt your heart because your heart will be heavy with tears and burdens that sometimes you can't even seem to shake. You walk into a room and you just feel that room in his space. Why? Because you carry God's heart. Sometimes your heart will always have this impression, I need to pray, I need to fast, I need to, I need to go deeper in my, in my time with God. People will not understand you. Why? Because you're prophetic. People will not understand you and why are you doing what you're doing because God has placed his heart on the inside of you. Their heart is filled with the world. People are not going to understand when you carry God's heart, people are going to call you weird. People are going to be like, you, 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 it's just a little too much. You're being too deep. You're doing all of this. But it's because you are carrying God's heart. Somebody say carrying God's heart. Amen. And so I need to tell us, we all should be prophetic. Every single last one of us should be carrying um, God's heart. As a matter of fact, I want to say this. 2024 is going to require that you be prophetic. 2024 is going to require that you carry God's heart. You don't have to be a prophet. Hear me out. You don't have to be a prophet to hear from God. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a name prophet. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a minister to hear from God. No, you are God's friend. Y'all know we've seen this song, I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. If you are God's friend, friends talk to each other, right? Friends spend time with each other, right? And so if you are God's friend, friend you have access to his secrets. Because me and my best friend, we, we talk, we tell all of our deepest secrets to the people we can trust. And I want to tell you this, God is not going to share his secrets with you until he can see that he can trust you. Sometimes we wonder, why, Lord, why I'm not hearing? Because maybe God is trying to see if, you, if he can trust you with what he's getting ready to tell you. This, you are your best prophet. 
you are able to hear God for yourself. You don't have to wait for somebody to come up to speak to you and say, this is the word of the Lord for your life. No, but the same God that speaks to anyone else, he can speak to you if you will open your heart to hear him. Now, hear me out. I, I love it. It's good to be connected to a prophet. It's good to be connected to this person. But in the seasons to come, you are going to need to be able to hear God for yourself. And so what I need you to do is raise the level of your faith. Because God can give you visions. Yes, God can give you words. God can speak to you about different things in your life, your day, your job, your family. But you have to open your heart to him. Right? And so God is only going to reveal and share his secrets with you if he knows that he can trust you. So God is looking to see the level of your consecration. God is looking to see the level of your integrity. What have you committed yourself to when no one else is watching? Hallelujah. What have you committed yourself to when you feel like it doesn't even matter what, it, what you're doing? Many times we want God, hallelujah, write this down. Many times we want God to promote us to different places and spaces in life when he cannot trust us in the season that we are in. Many times we read to God, give me my next, God, give me something different, God, give me, give me to this next moment. And God says, I can't even trust you to do the simple task that this season of your life is requiring of you. So my question for you this morning is, how have you shown God that he can trust you in your, with your next? How have you shown God that he can trust you with your next? Your work ethic is the first way that you can show God he can trust you with your next. Your work ethic. But then I need you to move on to this. Your commitment to learning how to partner with God every day tells it all. Because that is what it means to be prophetic. Hearing God on how you can partner with him in your everyday job, your everyday duty. A lot, a lot of people do things from a secular job. When you go into the secular world, a lot of people are operating out of knowledge. Okay, I got this degree. I'm, I got this education. I got this training. And they're moving from this place of knowledge. But as Christians, we don't operate just from a place of knowledge. We operate and we walk in the spirit. Somebody shout spirit. So while other people then do not consider, okay, God can do this and God can work in, through me in this way, other people, they're not worried about that. They're worried about, I learned this in school, I read this in the textbook. Now in this season that God is bringing us into, we're going to have to not just depend on what's in the textbook, not just depend on, on what our training and what somebody has told us. No, we're going to have to walk in the spirit. We're going to have to walk with our ears open and attentive to heaven. Yes, I know you got your training. Yes, I know you have all of those things, but now you got to hear what God has to say to you. Am I making sense? We are committed to not just any higher power. We're committed to the Jehovah God, the Alpha and Omega, the Adonai, the Great I Am, the, the beginning and the end. We're committed to him. And I want to tell you, there will be many things in, in this life that will try to win you over. There are going to be many things in your life that even come in 2024 that's going to try to get you to compromise your faith and your religion. But don't you let that do that to you. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. It's crucial that you understand that everything that happens is spiritual. In 2024, you're going to have to understand that everything that happens is spiritual. Somebody shout spiritual. spiritual. Okay, that time y'all said it. Shout spiritual. There's always, there is always a spiritual element. There's always a spiritual purpose working behind what's transpiring in our lives. Even though you see it from with your eyes, there's something working behind that place. Am I making sense? And I know that we like to blame different things on men and women and, and all of these things, but there's always a spiritual element driving them to do
whether it's a good a good spirit or whether it's an evil spirit, there's always a spiritual element behind what is going on. And so when you are able to recognize that spiritual element, when you are able to recognize what's going on behind that person, behind that situation, behind that circumstance, you are able to properly respond to it. Once I know what's, why this is going out, once I understand that, okay, this is the enemy, once I understand, oh, this is not the enemy, this is my work ethic, you are able to respond the right way. Am I making sense to you guys? I pray I'm making sense. Hear me out. You, you may, you go, you, we're going to come in 2024 and be like, Lord, let me go back to find this message. Everything that happens is spiritual. No matter what happens in your life, everything that happens is spiritual. So what I need you to do is get to the root. Look beyond the surface and hear God. I'm going to say that again. Look beyond the surface and hear God. Even though it happened to you, look beyond what happened to you and hear God about it. Look beyond what happened to you or what's going on around you and hear what God wants you to do concerning it. Am I making sense? One of the things that I like that Minister Mike said this previous week in Bible class is he said that we are going to have to worship intentionally. And I'm going to tell you, I told you this message is about 2024. In 2024, you are going to have to worship intentionally. You're not going to worship God by accident. You're not going to come to church by accident. You're not just going to do read his word by accident. You're not even going to pray and fast by accident. You don't know you have to do it intentionally. Somebody shout intentionally. We are going to have to walk in, into situations, walk into spaces, walk into seasons with our mind already made up on how we're going to stand on God's word. I'm going to tell you now, you need to make up your mind right now that I'm going to stand on God's word. No matter what happens to me in my life, I'm going to stand on God's word. If people walk away, I'm going to stand on God's word. If all hell breaks loose, I'm going to stand on the land. Guess what? I'm going to stand on God's word. When I feel like I'm about to lose my mind, I'm going to what? stand on his word. You got to make up your mind now before you get into that space, before you get into that season, before you get into that situation. Make up your mind now that you're going to stand on God's word. Because seasons and situations will challenge us to step down from God's word. Can I be honest? Things are going to happen in your life and make you second guess. Lord, I don't even know if that word for me. God, God, you know what? I'm not even going to go to church this Sunday. God, I'm not even going to read my word because I got to go do this. God, I, I don't got time to pray because I got to go talk to this. I got to go figure this thing out. No, everything is going to come to try to rob you to stop standing on God's word. But if you stand on God's word, I promise you God will take care of you. In 2024, it's, you're going to have to be intentional about standing on God's word. It's, I, I promise you things are going to come, and they're going to challenge your faith, and it's going to challenge you and even change your, your, the things around you. But you're going to say, look, I don't care what's going on. This is what the word of God says. Am I making sense? I'm reminded of a story I saw a preacher uh, say this past Sunday. He was telling the story about this young boy. Um, this young boy, he had a Bible, and he would read his Bible all the time. He would read his Bible all the time, and, and he was reading so much that his dad was like, look, you got to put your Bible up. You got to put your Bible up. And one day, um, the dads were running to the grocery store. Y'all know how we do. We tell kids, look, I'm about to go to the store. Don't you open the door for nobody. Don't, if somebody knock on the door, don't you say nothing. Don't you do nothing because I got my key. Y'all know we be like that, right? And so the dad was like, was like look, I'm going to go to the store. And so he went to the store, and um, he left the child at home, and next thing you know, the house caught a fire. The house caught a fire, and the little boy was in the room. The door was closed, and he tried to open the door, but he couldn't get out because the fire, it was so hot, right? And then the next thing you know, the little boy, he runs to the window. He tries to pull himself up, but he's not strong enough to get out. 
well is that the dad comes by, he, he comes back and he sees the house on fire and all of this. And then the next thing you know, the, the dad, he walks up and he finds the little boy standing on the ground. And the dad is like, son, how did you get out of that building? How did you get out? I thought the, the house was on fire. The little boy said, the reason I got out is because I was standing on my word. That my, I had a little Bible in my room, and my, my Bible, it gave me enough, enough, enough height that I can reach up and grab the window, and I can pull myself out. And I want to tell you, in 2024, you're going to find yourself in some hot situations, and you're wondering, how am I going to get out? You're going to pull, and you're going to be like, I don't know what's going on. You're going to pull, and you're going to be like, I can't figure it out. But if you will go and stand on the word of God, he will give you strength to pull yourself out of that hot situation. So I need to tell you, you got to make up your mind now that you're going to stand on the word of God. Don't wait till the problem will come to be like, okay, Lord, let me get back to your word and see what you say. No, read God's word now so when the things come, you already know what he said. Am I making sense? Yeah. So in 2024, you are going to have to be intentional about standing on the word of God. Look to somebody and say, stand on the word. Stand on the word. Amen. Um, so <clears throat> let's continue to unpack Anna's consecration just a little bit more. She was in the temple. I said this. She was in the temple praying and fasting all day, every day, right? 24-7. Um, while being at church all day, every day may seem extreme to some people. Because I know it's extreme to some of us because sometimes we can't make it to Sunday school at 9 a.m. But praying, staying in the church all day, every day, fasting and praying. I mean, every time, have y'all met somebody that just love church? They just love church. Every time the church doors open, I'm somebody. Amen. Praise God. And while, although it may seem extreme, Anna's commitment to the Lord, watch this, allowed her to be at the right place at the right time to experience Jesus. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't her norm to be at the temple every day, if it wasn't her norm to go to the temple every day, every night, and fast and pray, she wouldn't have had the opportunity to lay eyes on the Savior of the world. Mind you that she wasn't called. and she, the Lord, even, even the Bible does, doesn't say that the Spirit told Anna to go to the temple this day. No, this day Anna was just doing her normal thing. And as Simeon was talking about the Savior, she walked in and she began to give God praise and thanks. So if it wasn't for her norm, she wouldn't be at the right place at the right time. And I come to tell you this morning, and I declare to you that 2024 is going to require that you be at the right place at the right time. There's something that's, that takes place <clears throat> when you position yourself where you're supposed to be. When you are where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, there's protection, there's provision, there's prosperity, there's promotion, and being in the right place at the right time. It goes back to the word I talked about last week. I introduced to us last week called Kairos. Someone shout Kairos. Kairos is the word time, meaning the right, the critical, and the opportune time. Kairos happens when you're at the right place at the right time, and the right thing has happened for you. And there will be a series of Kairos seasons that occur in this next year. There will be a series of events that will happen, which will expose if we have positioned ourselves to be where we need to be. They will show you if you've been find faithful in finding yourself in the house of the Lord. 2024 is going to expose us. It's going to show us if you really have been before the Lord in prayer. It's going to show us if you've really been doing your
job. Amen. Praise God. It's going to show us if there are going to be seasons and situations that expose where we have been positioning ourselves. And not only is it going to show us what we've been positioning ourselves, but it's also going to show us what we've been doing. 2024 is going to expose us and the world to the level of our individual integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing even though nobody else is watching. Right? And there's going to be some things that happen in 2024 that's going to expose you, expose us to see what you've been doing in, behind closed doors. And if you find yourself where you're supposed to be, if you find yourself doing what you need to do, then guess what? You're good. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about this exposure. You don't have to worry about the situations exposing you. There's nothing to be worried about. But in regards to if you're not where you're supposed to be, if you're not doing what you need to be doing, then we need to be in a rush to get into that place, right? We need to rush to get into that place of our consecration. And I tell you, this is going to be in regards to a whole bunch of things. This is going to be in regards to your job. This, you may see pop-ups, pop-up supervisions and pop-up all of this. You may, this is going to be in regards to your family roles. This is going to be in regards to your personal commitments, your businesses. If you make sure that you, you did what you were supposed to do to start that business, make sure it wasn't crooked or nothing like that. You make sure you do what you do supposed to do. This is going to be in regards to your finances. This is going to be in regards to your commitments. This is going to be in regards to your spiritual life. So if we're not where we need to be, if we're not doing what we need to be doing, we need to rest to get there. Because I tell you, your future depends on how you are stewarding this season. Am I making sense to you guys? I'm not, I'm not boring y'all, am I? I pray I'm helping y'all. I believe that this will even happen in the Lord's church. This past week, I, I begin, the Lord began to give me visions and different things. There will be something churches who have programs but have no real power of God. There's going to become something that's going to happen in 2024, and people will go. They're going to leave the churches with just the programs, and they're going to go to the churches that have the power of God. And I, 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 I told Minister Mike, I told all of our ministers, it's purposeful that God has been trying to raise the, our radical faith because there's something that's coming that's going to require that radical faith. Am I making sense? That's something that's going to require that you believe God for the supernatural. And that's why we are growing up in the spirit now so that when the times come, we already have the faith that's, that's to weather the storm. Am I making sense? So there's going to come something that even happened in, even in churches. And those who are not align, align, in alignment with God will not be able to sustain themselves in the seasons to come. If you're not in alignment with God, if you're not living right, if you're not in God's word, if you're not in connection with God's body, you will not be able to sustain yourself in the seasons to come. And in order to get yourself in alignment with what God wants to release in your life, you are going to have to make up your mind now on who, on what, on when and where, and how you're going to commit yourself in this next season. I want to tell you now, don't show up in 2024. Don't show up to 2024 without a plan. I'm going to tell you now, spend the rest of this year creating your plan. Don't show up to 2024 and say, I'm just going to vibe it out. I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. No, don't show up to 2024 without a routine in place that lives up to the vision that God has given you. My question for you is, what is it that the Holy Spirit is asking you to add to your daily routine, to your daily life, that he can potentially use to birth an encounter with him. Because since Anna's, it was Anna's routine, it was Anna's consecration and her daily thing to go to the temple every day, she made space for an encounter. Her routine got her into the...
right time. Look at your routine and make sure that your routine, even if it's just saying, okay, uh, every day I just need to walk down this hallway. Every day I need to go down this place. Every day I need to drive by this store. Because maybe as you follow in that routine, you're going to come into an encounter with God. Am I making sense? So ask yourself, God, what do I need to put into my routine so that I can be ready and that my routine can build an encounter for him, for you? All right, I'm about to give you these three points, and then I'm going to sit down because I think I have bored you guys long enough. In order to steward your seats, I told you I wasn't going to hoop and I wasn't going to holler. I got to talk this one out. I come, back, come back fifth Sunday. Come back on the last day of the year. I'm going to hoop and holler then. But to steward your season well, because the Lord told me that too. And he was like, look, Kyle, you know, I know you want to you do all of that. He said, I need my people to get this word first. Um, because he's giving us, he's, talk, he's talking to us about 2024 now. I already know on Fifth Sunday we're going to have different visitors and different guests and all of that. And the Lord's like, Kyle, I got a word for that. But right now I need you to give your church 2024. So listen carefully. To steward this season well, number one, you need to learn how to live ahead. Live ahead. Somebody shout for the people that sleep. Live ahead. I know we all love to live in the moment, but I need you to live ahead. Let's go to, get your Bibles. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Somebody said, this is the first time he, he told us, open our Bible and he preaching. <laughs> Somebody said, we, got, we had Bible study. This Bible study, I thought, it, I thought it was morning worship. It's still morning worship. I need you to read this word. Because once you read it, you held accountable to it. Proverbs chapter 6. <clears throat> Live ahead. Verse 6. Chapter 6, starting at verse 6. Follow me. He says, go to the ant, thou slugger. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no guide, no overseer or ruler. She didn't have nobody. Nobody tell her what to do. She provides meat in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. In other words, she saves her food for the harvest. In the harvest, when a whole bunch of things are happening to her, she says, look, I'm going to save this because some, the winter is coming. Yes, I got a harvest, but winter is coming when I won't have these resources. Winter is coming when things are going around me is going to die out. Winter is coming. So while I do have that surplus, I need to be saving. Am I making sense? She says um, in her harvest, verse 9, how long will you sleep, O slugger? Will thou arise out of their sleep? <clears throat> I want to tell you now, when God is blessing you with something, Think, think of ways to sustain this impact for the long run of your life. When things are going well for you, I know you got you just got that lump sum of money. I know Christmas coming up and you get all that Christmas money and you got all that all of that. I need you to not just live in that moment, but live ahead. I know when God's blessing us with things, we want to live it up. I'm about to go on vacation. I'm about to do this right here. I'm about to do that. I'm about to go buy this bag. I'm about to go buy this sheen car. I'm about to go get this off of Amazon. I'm about to go get this new pair of boots. I'm about to go get this car. I'm about to go do all of those things. I know when you got a little money, you start feeling yourself. And I want you to enjoy it. But I need you to think ahead. Because I don't know what, but there's something coming in 2024. That's going to require that we be prepared. I can personally testify. Can I tell y'all how, how um, I've been living ahead? I can personally testify that the Lord has instructed me to save a certain amount of money in my savings account before the end of the year. The Lord said, 
before the end of the year. Then the Lord started teaching me various ways that I need to be a residual income. The Lord began, he's, he's taught you all of these things to prepare me for what's next. Many of you this year have seen increases in your finances this year, right? And I believe it's not just for you to splurge, but it's for you to save for what's ahead. Hear me out. I know you got money. I know you just got there. I know you blah, 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 blah. God is blessing you with that so that you can get a head start. So for the rest of this year, I need you to save. Anna's consecration before the Lord, Anna's consecration before her encounter was an investment. She consecrated herself as an investment for what she wanted to see. Consecration is an investment to a more secure future. I'm going to say that again. Consecration is an investment to a more secure future. Consecration is an investment for a more secure future. If you want to feel more secure about what's, a, what's ahead of you, consecrate yourself to God. If you are kind of unsure about the things in your life, I need you to consecrate yourself to God. Because only God can show you. Not only that, not only can well, only God will show you things, only God can protect you. When you consecrate yourself, Jeremiah 33 and 3, write this down. The Bible says, the Lord says, if you will call, on, call unto me, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know of. And in the times that are coming ahead, it's going to require that we call unto God and he shows us things that we do not know. Am I making sense? So in this, for the rest of this year, I need you to change your focus. I know we're about to live it up. It's Christmas season, but I need you to live ahead of this moment. For the remainder of this year, get before God and ask him how you do may not be for me because I don't got no family. Amen. Praise God. Uh, what the Lord tell you may to do, he may, he, it's going to be important for you to do. So get before God and ask him, how do, Lord, how do I need to particularly prepare for 2024? God, do I need to save this money? God, okay, if you want me to save God, how much money do I need to save? Okay, God, if I need to be researching this, God, what do I need to be researching? God, how, what do I need to do to live ahead for what's coming ahead? Am I making sense? Am I making sense for you? Okay, y'all on Facebook. Uh, live ahead. In regards to all it is, ask God, how do you need to invest yourself for your family? God, how do I need to invest in my family so that they can be ready for 2024? God, how do I need to invest in my career so that it can be ready for 2024? God, how can I invest even in my personal faith so that it can be ready for 2024? Am I making sense? Ask the Lord how you need to prepare yourself for the next. Number two, not only do I need you to live ahead, I need you to build resilience. Build resilience. Resilience is this ability to withstand and recover from difficulties. Anna had some resilience because the Bible says that she was a widow. She had lost her um, husband. I don't know if, if, if you guys have ever lost someone that means something to you, but that's hard. I don't know if you ever lost someone, a loved one that was close to you, but that's hard. But even in the midst of her grief, Anna was resilient and showing up for God every day and showing up for her calling. I'm not sure if you felt that way. If you, if you, I'm not sure if you ever felt like you had to keep going even though you were still hurting. I felt I had to keep going even though I still hadn't healed emotionally. I had to keep going even though I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I had the resolution. I didn't have the, the comfort that I needed. I had still had to keep going. Am I making sense? Because here's the hard truth.
Life doesn't wait for you to get yourself together. When things happen in life, life don't, life don't, life don't stop. Lord knows I lost my grandfather. Bills didn't stop coming. Amen. Praise God. I still had to show up for my calling. I had to still show up for these different things. Life doesn't stop when things happen. And that's why you have to build that resilience in God. That's why he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Am I making sense? Life doesn't stop. So you got to learn how to, when you say, okay, Lord, I'm going to be resilient, God. I'm going to take a step forward. God, even though I'm still hurting, God, even though I don't understand, even though I haven't feel like I haven't got the peace and the resolution that I need, I'm going to continue to take a step forward. That's a sign of your faith. That's a sign of your faith because you say, God, I don't have any enemies, so I need you to give me another strength to make a step forward. Am I making sense? Because life happens. I don't know if y'all, and life, maybe life had never happened. Even when sometimes you feel as if you don't have it in you, let me tell you, you still do have it in you. Even when you feel like, Lord, I don't, even, I don't, got, I don't got enough in me to deal with these people today. Lord, have mercy. Lord, I don't know if I got enough to just go take this test. Amen. Lord, I don't even know if I have enough to finish this job. Lord, I don't even know if I have enough to even apply for a job. I'm going to tell you now, you do have it in you. Can I tell you why? 1 John 4 and 4, write it down. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So as long as you got God on the inside of you, you have everything that you need to move forward. It's going to get hard. I know it is. It's going to get tough. I know it is. You're going to find yourself at a weak place in life, but you need to build some resilience and keep going. Look to your neighbor and say, keep going. I know it's hard, but keep going. Amen. I know you don't understand, but keep going. In 2024, it's going to be like, Lord, what's going on? But I got to keep on going. Be consistent in what God is doing in your life. Be consistent in your consecration. I know I'm not hooping holler. I'm finding my get, I'm finding my clothes here. Finding my clothes here. The last thing I need you to, to um, do to steward your season well is don't gatekeep. This is a new word I learned, um, and I want to bring it to us. Gatekeep. G-A-T-E-K-E-E-P. Don't gatekeep. Gatekeeping is a term that I recently learned, and I want to bring to our awareness. Gatekeeping is the activity of trying to control who gets access to particular resources, power, information, or opportunities. And then trying to say, okay, well, I'm gonna give it to you, but I'm not gonna give it to you. Gatekeeping is sitting on information, sitting on intel that can be a blessing to others. And I need to tell us now, I'm clarifying it now, here at Kingdom, we all in this together. This is not one man for himself. But in order to be the biblical model of the church that God calls us to be, we are going to have to be in this together. When one of us is hurting, all of us are hurting. When one of us are rejo is rejoicing, we all are rejoicing. When one of us are going through it, we all are going through it. Furthermore, in order to not gatekeep, you got to refuse to be stingy moving forward. I want to tell you this. Maybe you'll come across some resources. I'm being very practical. Maybe you'll come across some opportunities. Maybe you'll come across a blessing. Maybe you'll come across something that helped you in your personal journey. Or maybe you will receive a revelation for
of a general body. And if God shows you something, if God gives you something, don't gatekeep that from the family. If God gives you something, if God shows you something concerning the world, don't gatekeep that from the family. Don't just say, I'm just going to sit on this. If God shows you something, if God gives you connections about the resources in the midst of all of the struggles, don't just be like, they'll find it when they find it. I have to find it so they'll find it. Don't keep that from the family. But in the seasons to come, we are all in this together. Am I making sense? Somebody said, where is it in the text? When Anna found Jesus, she didn't keep it a secret. But she shared it with others so that they also can see him. If I had to put it in modern lingo, Anna, when Anna was put on, she helped others get on. Amen. When Anna was put on, she helped put others on. And in the seasons to come, when you get put on, you need to help your family get put on. Amen. Maybe God has done something in your life. Maybe he's made a connection. Maybe he's shown you how to make things easier on your job. And you got a new person coming in. And you, and you know, you figured it out. You know how to make things easier for you, but you don't want to tell them that's gatekeeping. No, we're all in this together. Maybe you made a connection that can be a blessing to somebody else. Oh, I met this person. I know you're going through this. Maybe you should call. Don't gatekeep that information. Am I making sense to us? But in 2024, we're going to have to be all in this together. Because maybe what God has given you can help somebody else that is struggling. Don't gatekeep it, but share it. Because what if Jesus would have, like, would have been like, Lord, I'm not even going to go. What if he was like, Jesus had the glory of God. His presence, his Shekinah glory. Man being separated from him. What if Jesus was like, nah, they be all right. They, they'll get it when they get it. Or I'm going to let them keep trying to um, do the, offer those animals and all of those things and try to live up to God's standards. And knowing, I, knowing they can't do it. What if Jesus was like that? We wouldn't have been able to have access to God. But thanks be to God that he looked beyond all of our faults. He looked beyond all of our sins. He looked beyond knowing that, look, I'm going to go get my life and they're going to turn away. He looked beyond all of that. He looked beyond our wishy-washy faith sometimes. He looked beyond our unwavering faith sometimes. And he says, I'm still going to go and I'm going to die for them. And because he died, hallelujah, we have access to heaven. Because he died, we have access to the King of Kings, the Lord of the Lords, the creator of the universe. I don't think you understand that. Think again. Listen, because he died, you have access to the King of Kings, the Lords of Lords, the creator of the universe. Think about it again. Because he died, you have access to the King of Kings, the Lords of Lords. The president can't do nothing because he, the Lord got to sign off on it. The creator of the universe. They told me this before. It's not about what you know, but it's about what? And my question is, who do you know for real? My question is, do you know him for real? Because in 2024, it's going to require that you know Jesus for real. It's going to require that you steward this season well so that this next season can.
I told you I'm not going to hoop. I need you to get to know him. And I need you to get to know him for real. So in this moment, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to just like, Lord, show me you. Lord, show me you so that I can steward this season well. Lord, show me you so that I can be ready for this next season. And sometimes, I'm going to tell you this, when you start asking God to do those things, he's going to tell you some things, and you're like, Lord, for real? You want me to do that? Because it requires a stretch of your faith. It's going to require your commitment. Ask the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do? Father God, I thank you now for this day, this opportunity to come into your house to hear your word, that we may yet be prepared for what lies ahead. Father, I thank you now that you are um, depositing and, Father, imparting your spirit on the inside of us that we may carry your heart and we may carry your mind and we may know, yet know your thoughts in this hour. And, Father, I pray that this word does, did not fall on deafened ears, but, Father, yet you will open our hearts, Father, you will open our minds, you will open our ears to receive this word and, Father, to respond in a way that we may steward our season well. Father, I thank you now. That, Father, hallelujah, that you are the God that shows us things before they come. You are the God that leads us into all truth. Hallelujah. That your Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth, and he will show us things to come. Father, so that we may yet be prepared, and we may yet prosper in the places that we're going to. So, Father, I pray that you will end this moment. Father, my prayer is that as we leave this place, as we leave this place, God, continue to speak to your people. Father, open their eyes and give them visions, God. Hallelujah. God, give them dreams. Hallelujah. God, give them words. God, give them uh, impressions upon their hearts. Father, I pray that, Father, you will speak to them in a way that they won't even second guess that it's you. Father, because we need you in this moment. Father, show yourself strong and mighty in our lives. Reveal yourself. Father, render heavens and show us your face. Father, shine your face upon us so that we can be who you want us to be. In Jesus' mighty name.